Internet privacy is becoming more and more important these days, and using a VPN in general is the best way to ensure you've got it. And ExpressVPN has everything you'd ever want and need in a VPN, and more. I've tried other VPNs, but once I started using Express months ago, I've never looked back. ExpressVPN works on nearly every computer, tablet, and mobile device, and contains a huge network of servers, over 3,000 spanning 94 countries, with great speeds. You can use it to unblock popular online services like Netflix and Facebook, and they value your privacy more than anything. There are no activity or connection logs, and they use PWC-audited servers to confirm compliance with their privacy policy. They are just fantastic, and I could not be more happy to be partnered with them. So if you are interested in trying it out, you can go to expressvpn.com slash clancypasta, or click the link in the description for 3 months free when you order a 12-month subscription. Using my link, you get an awesome deal, and it helps me out a ton as well. Alright, so without further ado, here's the episode. Clancy Pasta presents My Childhood Friend Was a Reaper Written by Deify I've kept something to myself nearly my entire life. As a child, I had a very unique friend, my only friend at that time, to be honest. I was eight years old and was having a tough time getting to sleep one night. I was tossing and turning in aggravation at my inability to relax. My bedroom was on the second story of the house with my parents' bedroom directly below me. I knew I had to keep my irritated flailing to a minimum, or my dad would wake up followed by a slap on my behind. My father wasn't a mean person, just stern. Directly outside my window was a large tree. Every so often, one branch would grow long enough to reach my window and would scrape against it. This may seem a little strange, but I always found the sound oddly relaxing, so it never bothered me much. However, every so often I would open my window to trim it a bit before it does any real damage to the window. While I was usually never bothered by the sound, tonight was the exception, as the scraping was becoming more and more irritating. My eyes shot open as I came to the realization that I had just trimmed that branch a couple days ago. There was no way it could have grown the length it needed to reach my window. I slowly looked over to my window, following the trail of moonlight that streamed through it. What I saw was not the tree. Something, someone, was watching me from just outside my window. I sat straight up in shock at the sudden sight. What appeared in front of me was a human form, but not human. Its dark gray skin was shriveled and dry. Its skinny limbs were reminiscent of a victim of starvation. One of its bony hands was pressed against the window pane, sliding down slowly. This was the scratching noise I was hearing. While my initial reaction was shock, I was not afraid in the least. As an adult right now, I cannot explain why I wasn't scared out of my mind to see a creature like this staring at me from outside, but I simply stared back. Its eyes were pure black as it continued its gaze. A smile began to form on its decayed-looking face. Hello, child, it said in a low, raspy voice. Hi, I replied with an inflection of a question. Who... Who are you? Why are you staring at me through my window? I continued nervously. I do not have a name, 
only a purpose. It answered while grinning wider. Its answer confused me, but I ignored my confusion and continued my questions to whatever this thing was. Why are you here? I asked. To fulfill that purpose. I don't mean to frighten you, child. I mean you no harm. I was just curious. It replied in a way as to not fully answer my question. How can I hear you through the glass? What are you? I asked as I lifted myself off my bed. I don't know what I am. Just what I meant to do. It said while tilting his head to the side. You're the first of your kind to see me. This intrigues me, it continued. I walked towards my window, noticing the ragged clothing hanging from parts of its thin body. Are you floating? I quickly asked as I looked down to the ground from my window. It smiled and let out a small laugh. It was seemingly amused by my interest in my childhood wonder. I like you, it said while continuing to grin at me. More and more questions popped in my head. As I opened my mouth to ask another, it put its shriveled hand up to stop me. I must go now, young one. I have much to do, but may I have your permission to visit you again? It asked while slowly hovering away. Yes, please, I said excitedly. It didn't speak again and simply vanished around the corner of my house. I was transfixed while watching it float away. I didn't sleep a wink that night as my adrenaline and thoughts of what had just occurred made sure of that. Once morning arrived, I made my way down to the kitchen for a bowl of cereal. As I ate my breakfast at the kitchen table, I heard a siren in the distance. Finding nothing out of the ordinary, I continued while reading the kitty jokes on the back of the cereal box. The wailing from the siren became louder and louder. I jumped up in excitement as I realized it was passing through my neighborhood. I ran to the front room window and peered through my blinds. After a few seconds, I spotted an ambulance coming down the road. I smiled in delight as a child my age, I don't get to see things like this too often. I wish I hadn't. My smile turned to a look of confusion as the ambulance pulled in front of my driveway. Stomping sounds were heard as my mother rushed down the stairs to run outside. I saw her frantically plea with the medics, pointing to our house. A terrible feeling went through me as I began to realize my father was still upstairs. I began to walk towards the stairs when the EMTs busted through the door, making their way in. I watched in horror as they carried my father out on a stretcher. He passed away in his sleep of a heart attack. It wasn't discovered until the morning by my mother. That day, my mother and I spent the whole day together, crying. My father was gone. I slept in my mother's room that night, not wanting to be alone. The events of that day put my new friend out of my mind. The next day, my mother asked me to take the rest of the week off from school, which, as an eight-year-old, I had zero issues with. I decided to sleep in my own room from here on out. It wasn't long after I had fallen asleep, I heard a familiar scratching on my window. I came out of my grogginess slowly and looked towards the window. 
My friend was back, with its palm flat against the window. Oh, hello, I said while rubbing my eyes. I came to visit you last night, but you were in your mother's room. Do you often do that? It said, sounding as interested in me as I was in it. No, I'm a big boy, I said with aggression. It tilted its head in confusion as I slowly looked towards the ground and began crying. I, ahem, my dad died last night. Neither of us wanted to be alone, I said slightly under my breath. It strained its head up. If it had eyebrows, it would have been curled. Does the death of another hurt you? It inquired in a confused tone. He was my father, I yelled back. I immediately covered my mouth, knowing my mother could have heard me. My sudden outburst startled my friend as it jolted back in my reaction. I'm... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell. I softly said after a few seconds of silence. I believe I understand, child. It said trying to offer its condolences. All people must move on when it's their time. Yesterday was your father's time. I could tell its cold words were an attempt to comfort me. I slowly looked back up to it. Move on to where? I asked with tears welled in my eyes. I... I don't know where. That's not for me to know. There is a void in which all souls move to when they die, but... I do not know what's on the other side, nor intend to know. It replied, trying to explain the best it could. How do you know that? I asked in a confrontational tone. Because, young one, it is my job to bring them there. It said in a more confident tone. I raised my eyebrow in confusion as I looked into its black eyes. My dozens upon dozens of questions from the previous night had narrowed down to one. Did you take my father there the other night? I asked. Several seconds went by as it pondered its reply. Yes, it stated simply. That's why I was here. It was his time and I was here to collect him. I'm often curious about your kind, which is why I was looking into your room. I was not anticipating that you could see me, though. None do. Can... can we be friends? I said, holding back my tears. Its frame straightened up as if motivated by my words. Yes, it replied while wearing that same skinny smile. We talked through most of the night. My friend and I were trying to get an understanding of each other's existence. It had never spoken to a human before. It was equally as intrigued with me as I was with it. Monday morning, I decided to go back to school. At the soonest I could, I made my way to the library. I wanted to see if there had been any recorded document similar to what I was experiencing. I didn't know where to look, so I asked a librarian. Um, excuse me, do you have any books on... I nervously looked away, suddenly embarrassed by my question. People that, um, take people's souls when they die? 
You mean like the Grim Reaper? She said with an amused smile. I shrugged my shoulders in confusion. She led me to a section with several books involving this Grim Reaper. I skimmed through them all, trying to dig up any info I could. The pictures in the books of what the Grim Reaper looked like looked nothing like my friend. This iteration was more of a skeleton clothed in robes. While my friend was certainly dead-looking, it was not a skeleton. I checked out three of the books and made my way home. I anxiously awaited my friend's arrival to inform him of the research I'd done. I could almost set my watch by it as it arrived at the exact same time as the previous night. I hastily ran to my window to show it what I found. Are you the Grim Reaper? I asked excitedly. After a look of confusion and a brief pause, it replied, I do not know this Grim Reaper you mentioned. This is the first I've heard of such a thing. Although, it does appear your people know something of us. Us? I replied, confused. It nodded its head. There are many of us. I don't know how many, but... Just one of us could not possibly escort the amount of souls this realm produces. Where did you come from? I asked, now back to my confused state. I don't know. I've always been here. I don't remember a time when I didn't exist. It replied, tilting its head once again. Why do you take souls? Do you get paid? I asked innocently. It let out a laugh seemingly amused by my questions. I too laughed with a grin at my own question. Its laugh returned to silence as it put its head down as if to ponder my question. It slowly lifted its head to match its black eyes to mine. I take souls because that's what I do. That's what I am. I cannot explain further than that. It stated in a more firm tone. Do you ever have that one thing in life that you wish you could forget? I asked it a question that, to this day, I regret. The knowledge of what it gave me is terrifying, and the reason I've kept this a secret for so long. Wait, I said in confusion. I remember looking at my clock the night you took my father. It was around 10.30pm. My mom told me the doctor said my dad's heart attack started around 11 p.m. You visited me first. I thought you only come for them after they die. Did you know he was about to die? It stared at me, as if it wanted to tell me something but didn't know how. After a long, quiet pause, it replied, Yes. I knew your father was going to die. It said in a sad tone as if it didn't want me to hear the words. Why? Why didn't you warn me? I asked with a glare. Another quiet pause filled the air. Can you see into the future? Do you know when I'm going to die? I pleaded. No, child. I cannot see into the future. When it's someone's time, I... We have to end their time here. It answered begrudgingly. A shocking realization came over me. My eyes widened as I looked deep into its black, cold eyes. Did you... 
kill my father? I asked as I stared straight ahead. It stared at me for a brief moment of quietness. Yes. That's how we extract them from their physical form. They must be killed when it's their time. It said knowing his words would bring me pain. Why didn't you let him die first? I yelled in frustration as I began regretting naming this thing my friend. Young one, it pleaded with me. That's not how it works. A look of anger quickly morphed into a look of confusion. It continued. When left alone, humans are inherently immortal. They cannot die on their own. Their bodies will shrivel and weaken. They will only know pain and suffering as their own form betrays them. It is my job to free them of this and bring them to a new place, void of such suffering. I stared in disbelief as it described a reality I was not prepared for. My mouth hung open in shock at what I had just heard. Your kind suffer from diseases and viruses, but you will never succumb to the disease. You will never die from the virus. It's me. It's us that ended for you when your body is at its breaking point. Your father's heart attack would not have killed him, but his body would never have recovered. It was his time. It continued to explain as I plopped on the floor at the sudden realization. It, my friend, and I continued to remain friends through my adulthood. I lived my entire life with this knowledge, and it's been nothing less than torture. I don't blame my friend, though. I did not know what kind of pain I would endure. The term ignorance is bliss couldn't have more meaning for me. I am writing this from my hospital bed. I can feel the cancer inside my body has reached the point of no return. It is soon also my time. I wonder, will my friend be here to meet me one last time? Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. If you did, make sure to check out more of the author's work in the episode description and go to youtube.com slash clancypasta to hear new episodes first. And if you'd like your story featured in an episode, feel free to email it to clancypastastories at gmail.com. You can always get your creepy cool merch at teespring.com slash stores slash clancypasta store. And I hope you all have a great night. Cheers. <laughs>